Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! Hey. How's it going? It's kind of late for me to do my intro uh, this for this podcast. I've got Laura Garza on. Um, Laura is another one that came onto uh, a list of people that were recommended by uh, Mel Genosa Edwards. Um, and uh, I had Lo- there it is. Uh, I had Laura on uh, about a week ago now. And full disclosure, um, this one's long, which is good. Like, it's not a bad thing. I know last week I think I said short is also good. <laughs> Uh, but it really depends on the mood, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyway, no, this one's, uh, this one's a, a, a very meaty one and, uh, there were some issues. So, um, not with Laura, just with, um, like, so my school decided that zoom was no longer necessary. I guess the pandemic is over. And so we went down to having 40 minute zoom calls, which I thought was going to take place. I knew that was coming, but I thought it was going to take place over the spring break holiday and uh it had already happened so there's like this weird pause break thing that happens um when laura was getting kind of emotional and so i felt really really bad when we were chatting and she was kind of spilling her heart out man and being very vulnerable and then i had to be like hey girl um we gotta like uh kind of start another zoom meeting so uh, that's why there's a weird kind of pause. And then we re-record, or we didn't re-record, we recorded some more content a couple days later. Um, so you'll kind of hear that as well. Uh, so this was, you know, this is unique, but as I tell all of my guests, it's your story. So like, I'm not the person that's going to be like, all right, that's enough. Um, you know, your story's over. No, if there's more to tell there, it's absolutely fine. Like I have no problem doing that. That's what kind of this podcast is created to do. Plus, um, I have a good time. You know, when I'm talking to people, I really enjoy it. Speaking of enjoying things, uh, the reason I'm recording this so late, not that you would know that because it's going to get released at the same time, uh, because uh, I hosted a one-act play contest as a contest manager uh, today and the past two days. And it was at Bel Air High School, Blair High School, which is where not only my sister graduated from, in 1996, but my mother graduated from there in 1968. Uh, so did my brother-in-law in 1994. Old people, man. I'm outing me. You know these people. I mean, my mom's dead, so I don't think she cares. But my sister and brother-in-law, they're old af, bro. So anyway, um, hosted at Bel Air, and shout out to uh, Adrian, Kayla, Allison for being amazing hosts. Congrats to them for advancing. But, uh, it was so, it was fun. It was fun to get kind of, as they say in Texas, back on the saddle and, uh, you know, be a contest manager for a contest next week. I'll be, or I guess as this drops, it's kind of this week depends on if you think Sunday starts the week or if Monday starts, but anyway, I'll be in Dallas on Friday hosting a by district, an early by district. And then I host one more, or I keep saying host. I contest manage one more contest a couple weeks after that um and it's fun I, I so enjoy it there's a rule in the contest manager kind of guidelines to not make it about you and I don't make any of my contests about me but I definitely probably do more than other contest managers when it comes to 
adding my personality to the awards and to the curtain speech. And um, one, that's just who I am. So I'm not going to change who I am. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm unapologetic, if you will, on my personality. And it's not like I'm a jerk, but uh, I do add some uh, flavor, flavor into, into there. You know what I'm saying? Flavor, flavor. And uh, make a couple jokes, call some people out when they're doing funny things. Like uh, there was a kid during the award ceremony that just had this crazy talent to do weird noises with his like mouth and throat and made like like a not an air horn type noise, but I don't know what it was, but it was awesome. So I called him out during the awards and said that was really cool. You know why? Because UIL is not about um, you, the one listening, probably because you're a director. It's about your kids, man. And if the kids are having a good time and you can keep their minds off of some of the nerves and the stress and all that stuff and just let them tell their story and maybe maybe through the comedy, through the breaking that up, uh, they just, they're allowed to be kids, you know, uh, so be it. That's my philosophy. So uh, if you don't like that as a con- or as a uh, director, then don't hire me as a contest manager because um, I don't want to be your contest manager if you're going to be all snappy and serious and stuff um so yeah so there's that uh i think that's oh uh i had justin simeon simeon on easy for you to say i had justin simeon on uh, like almost a year ago now probably more than that um he is the director of dear white people um he is a director for one of the star wars the lando landau thingamajiggy that's going to be coming out not too far down the line. That's public knowledge. It's not a secret. Uh, he directed a couple other things. But his new movie, Haunted Mansion, is out. It's the Disney ride. And that's so cool. Justin is a Houstonian. Uh, went to HSPVA. And uh, so if you want to listen to his story. Now, he knew about this project back when I talked to him. So, you know, movies take a long time. So uh, he does not mention it. He may or may not have mentioned something uh that he didn't mention that specific thing, but he mentioned, and he might have actually done this on the record, that he's doing something that uh, was about his childhood and and kind of close to his childhood. So uh, there's that. I think that's it. Um, I'll do a little tech interlude, tech tech tip tech tip, just a tech tip of the week, and uh, that's about it. So enjoy Laura Garza. Oh, uh, buy a shirt. I've made that public again, and I'm gonna post that on Facebook tomorrow. But buy a shirt, please. It'd be awesome because, like, I just paid for the for the hosting site, and um, I don't do this for money, uh, none of it. So, also, uh, last week I mentioned Trifecta. That's still a thing, so look up Trifecta or Cat Steffens. And, um, again, like I said, don't make money off of these things. I'm just a friendly guy. You got a friend in me. Enjoy this interview with the kind of awesome... Uh, she's at San Antonio College. Uh, Laura Garza. Enjoy. Oh, and happy UIL season, everybody. And March Madness. And Women's Month and stuff. All right, bye. I got bit by the bug, so to say, uh, when I was like four years old. Um, my parents put me in a summer camp. Um, I was born and raised in a little town called Eagle Pass, Texas, a border town, um, the border of uh, Piedras Negras, Coahuila, Mexico. Um, so, you know, uh, not a lot to do there except, uh, cruise up and down Maine. (laughs) 
that's all you can do on a Friday, Saturday night. Um, you know, go around uh, Sonic a couple times and you go home. That's it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, at four years old, my, my mom put me in a, in a theater camp. And so I loved it. Um, fast forward about eight years old, my parents got divorced, moved to San Antonio with my mom and my sister and, um, all through school, middle school and high school, I continued on through in theater classes. Um, but even in high school, you know, I did, I did a couple plays in school in high school. Um, my main uh, performance outlet wasn't theater. Uh, it was in color guard, right. With the flags and rifles and that kind of stuff. I really enjoyed that. That was my Friday night thing was with, uh, the band and stuff. I was more of the, the band geek, uh, with the flags and that kind of stuff, but I still continued in, uh, theater. Um, I went to John Marshall high school. I, uh, did, I did classes with Marion Sweatman. Um, but, uh, freshman and sophomore year, I was in the other class, which was like JV, um, with another woman, I won't mention her name. Uh, she wasn't as kind, uh, as Mr. Sweatman was, um, or as influential. And I, I will never forget this. Uh, there was, you know, tryouts for whatever, uh, auditions for a show. And, uh, she, you know, for some reason or another, you know, I, I didn't get a part or whatever. And she said something like, uh, uh, I said, well, you know, why, why, why is it that, you know, I can't get the same role when, you know, I feel like I did just as well as this other girl, you know, and she said clearly in front of everybody, really, really in a very rude tone, she said, well, to be honest with you, Laura, you just don't look the part, you know, and of course, you know, now, I mean, as an adult, I understand that. But um, when you say that to a teenager that way in front of their peers, it just feels terrible, right? And when you're a teenager, it's all about looks and all of that. And you just don't feel comfortable in your own skin. It just felt terrible. And I just, you know, came back at her and I said, I said, well, excuse me, but I thought this was an acting class, not a looking class. You know, of course, I got in trouble for it. She took me to the principal's office and and the principal, you know, because I was in band and color guard and I was I always had really good grades. He was just like, "Okay, Laura, what happened? And I told him and he was like, well, just go to class. You know, you'll be okay. Don't worry about it. I didn't get in a lot of trouble because he was you know, he liked me and it was all just fine. So, you know, uh, he was like, just chill out and <laughs> don't make any more trouble for yourself. All right. So after that, needless to say, I didn't put too much more emphasis into that class. And I never really got involved in like UIL and that stuff with theater in high school. Um, I really put more of my emphasis into like color guard and all of that, because that was my crowd. Um, and honestly, in the last two months, of school in high school, I moved. <laughs> I moved to back to Eagle Pass because I was here in San Antonio, but I moved back to Eagle Pass because I kept a lot of my connections in Eagle Pass. Um, my best friend from the time I was three years old till now, 40 some years later, I just aged myself, right? Uh, 40 years later, um, was still in Eagle Pass. And so every summer, every holiday, I would still go back you know, to see my dad, but really to see my best friend. Um, 
And I, I went over there because I wanted to do graduation and prom and all the fun stuff with my best friend. And of course, I mean, it broke my mother's heart. And at the time, I didn't see that um, as a teenager. I just saw, you know, the here and now and what was fun and cool and, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I did. I broke my mother's heart. And, and it, did, it took me being a mom now to really see that. Um, but, you know. You don't see those things until later. Um, but she did come to my graduation in Eagle Pass. But uh, yeah, I did all of those things with my best friend over there. And then, um, uh, so yeah, I did all that and had a great time and then came back uh, to San Antonio after graduation and started college uh, and went to San Antonio College. And that's when I met Charles Falcon for the first time in acting one. And uh, I loved it. I fell in love with drama and acting and he was amazing. And it was like, oh my gosh, who is this man? And he was just mesmerizing. Um, of course, being young, dumb, <laughs> and of course, poor right? I needed to work. And I thought, well, I'm just gonna work my butt off and I can just come back to school later. So I dropped my classes. Mm. Um, yeah, I uh, got married, uh, had a kid. 10 years later, I came back to college, right? Because when you have a kid, you think, okay, uh, I want my kid to go to school. But, you know, thinking that Education is important for your kids. I wanted him to know that uh, his mom could do it too. I wanted I wanted to lead by example. So how could I expect him to do it if I wasn't going to do it? Um, so I went back to school with the child, a baby, a newborn, right? Uh, and so then the second time I went back to school, Charles was still there. <laughs> so I went back to his class. This time Charles is there, but then so is. Uh, Paula Rodriguez, right? So it's uh, Charles Falcon, Paula Rodriguez, Jim Mamarella, uh, Jeff Hunt is there, um, and uh, Alan Ross is there. Um, and so I study under them. And uh, I think shortly after that, Alan Ross retires. So I got to study under them for a little bit. Alan Ross leaves, and then in comes Ronnie Watson. And oh my gosh, this is like, for me, I think, honestly, I want to say those are like almost the golden years of San Antonio College Theater. Uh, we had some amazing shows at that time. Uh, I had some wonderful uh, peers and colleagues. We did some amazing shows there. Katana uh, Hotstein Roof, Lost in Yonkers, uh, just amazing work. And I have some colleagues that we all, you know, grew up during those times and went off and did some amazing things in our own right. And they're doing some amazing things now. Um, and they've come back to, to San Antonio. Uh, Chris Reese is doing some great things at Sam Houston High School. Uh, Karen Arredondo is a designer here in San Antonio as well. Uh, she went off you know, to grad school and then came back. Um, Allison Vasquez went off to grad school and came back and she's doing some great things. I mean, a lot of uh, Benito Lara is now at Palo Alto College and he's teaching. Like just so, so many great people that were in school with me at that time that I can, you know, think of that are off doing some really wonderful things. Um, so, yeah, 
you know, it was just, it was a fun time that I can look back on and, uh, you know, think of some great shows that we did at, the, at that time. Anyway, so yeah, um, during that time, I had my child with me, uh, a young child and my husband, you know, who supported me through that time. It was, it was hard. It wasn't easy. Um, but yeah, I did it. And then I graduated finally, uh, from San Antonio college after doing 14 shows, uh, on stage. I think I did one after another, right. I just didn't stop. Um, I was, I did everything from mostly on stage because I really loved performing, but I also did stage managing, assistant directing. I did costumes. I did, uh, you know, even the fly system, uh, you know, everything you can think of. I did it. Choreography. Even I tried to do everything because I wanted to learn everything I could. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, after that I left there and then I went to, uh, UIW, the incarnate word, um, after that. Um, and I studied with Margaret Mitchell. I did a lot of costume work there with her, um, uh, Robert Ball. Uh, and then, um, from there, you know, with them, you know, you really are getting, uh, again, another well-rounded uh, education with them. And so there, you know, I was another two years there, got my bachelor's there in theater. Um, and I had this amazing moment in your capstone, in my capstone uh, senior class with Margaret Mitchell. You know, that I will never forget it. Margaret, you know, really helped me see things very clearly there um, because we're having this moment and everybody's talking about how they're going to go off to their grad school from there, right? Oh, they're going to go to New York. They're going to go to Los Angeles. They're going to become actors and all these things. And me, I'm here in San Antonio with my child and my husband. Um, and that's not really, in my mind, a possibility for me because we have our home. My husband is is the major breadwinner for our family. You know, he has his stable job here. He's not going to leave. I know he's not going to leave. I'm not going to ask him to leave because his job is here. And I know that the school that I go to has to either be here in San Antonio or somewhere close by because there's no way that we're moving. And there's nothing here in San Antonio, no grad school in San Antonio that has a theater uh, program, like a theater major, right? Um, the Anything like Trinity had like um, a theater. It wasn't theater. It had like, they have like a master's in teaching um, and nothing else, right? The closest thing was Texas State. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, and, and so she comes to me. She's like, so Laura, what are you, what are you thinking you're going to do? And so I just start crying, right? I'm like, I'm bawling. And she's like, why are you crying? <laughs> and I'm like, because. She's like, because what? I was like, because I want to get my degree in theater. And she goes, okay, so then get your master's degree in theater. And I was like, yeah, but I can't. She's like, why can't you? And I said, because the closest thing to us is Texas State. And my family is not going to move to Texas or to San Marcos to go get our, you know, my degree in theater. My husband lives here and we work, he works here and he's the one that makes the money for our family. You know, and I have a son and I can't just pick up and leave. And she's like, so why don't you commute? Why? Don't you figure out a way to where you can, you know, she's like, think about it. I mean, classes are only, you know, depending on what classes you take, you know, two, three days a week, you could make it work. I mean, if you, if you're smart about it, it's a, and she, she said it the best. She said, it's a short-term goal for, no, she said a short-term sacrifice for a long-term goal. 
She's like, you really have to think about it that way because this is something you want in your life and you, you really want it that bad, you will find a way to make it work. You know, and at that moment, it just really clicked for me. I said, you know what, Margaret, you're right, because it is something I want in my life. And I'm not, I don't want to, she's like, you're, if you don't want, you know, a, a, a master's in teaching, then don't get a master's in teaching. Don't settle for anything less than what you want in life. And she was right, because I wasn't going to be happy with that. Um, and it's true, because I, you know, even though I did, I did end up later getting my uh, certification in teaching, that's not what I wanted. I want, and I wanted to be a director because that's what was in my heart. As we went through the rest of my schooling or my education in Incarnate Word, I found a passion for directing, right? Because yeah, I loved acting and I loved performing like everybody does, right? We, we, well, most people do find like their first passion for whatever it is that they're good at, right? I, I was great at performing and yeah, that's where my niche was. But then after a while, there's something else that calls to you, whether it's stage management or tech or something. Well, when we were at UIW, something just called to me with that directing and, and I found that I was really good at it. And so when I, there was something about, you know, uh, actors doing what I envisioned them to do. And then the audience connecting to it in a way and laughing at what I had kind of concocted, you know, I, I don't know why, but I really enjoyed it. And I was like, okay, this is working. And my ideas are coming to life and the audience is, is reacting to it. And, you know, this is really cool. And, oh my God, you know, my ideas are coming to life right now. And, and I, ha I, I'm finding a way to like, you know, make this work. And so I really enjoyed it. And so I wanted to become a director. I didn't want to just uh, go and get my master's in teaching. And so I wasn't going to settle for anything less. And the fact that she really made me see that, um, I, I will forever and always be indebted to her and, and thank her for that. And so, yeah. Uh, I made the decision. I talked to my husband. Like I went, I came home that night and I said, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about this. This is something I really want to do. And he said, you know what? Okay. We will make it work. He agreed. And I said, okay, great. So, you know, I, I went ahead and filled out the application and he said, he said, yes. And he agreed. He said, yes, let's make, let's do it. And we made it work. And I, you know what, for, for two, well, actually three years. And I'll tell you how that came about for uh, well, almost four, for about four years, I drove back and forth for, you know, however long it takes from San Antonio to San Marcos to get my master's degree in directing. Um, yeah, for, uh, for however long it took, because that's what I wanted, I needed to do. Um, so that was, you know, that was all due to her just making me see what I really, really wanted in, in, in my life, you know, but well, at least, at least when it comes to, to, to that, to that part, you know, to, to directing. Um, so yeah, after that, um, fast forward and, um, uh, I got my degree. I came back to San Antonio. Well, I'm, you know, I was already here in San Antonio. I'm here. And then I'm like, okay, got the degree. Now what? Right. Um, well, I was there at Texas State and I was just going to get my MA because at that time they only had the MA program. And so while I'm there, um, 
my um, advisor and director at the time um, and professor Chuck Nye, um, Dr. Nye, he was uh, um, working on uh, developing the MFA program in directing. And he had said, um, you know, I had seen him like working on paperwork, something about an MFA. I said, hey, uh, Dr. Nye, what is that you got in your hands right there? He's like, oh, we're putting in um, the paperwork so that we can, you know, make this an MFA instead of just an MA in directing. I said, oh, is that right? He's like, yeah. And I said, so is that going to happen like this year? He's like, well, if I have anything to say about it, yeah, it'll happen at the end of this year. And I was almost ready to like graduate. And I said, so if I stay another year, would I be able to get into this MFA program? He's like, I think so. Yeah. And I said, so then I shouldn't apply for graduation this year. He says, not if you want an MFA. I said, Okay. So instead of getting just my MA, I said, okay, I'm going to take some extra classes then this semester. So I stayed and I did the Oregon uh, Shakespeare Festival like thing that summer. And I kind of just, you know, you know, bided my time for an extra semester, took some extra classes, probably an extra class or two that I didn't need. But uh, for the, like a semester. And then the next semester, I, you know, just kind of rolled over into the MFA program. And so, you know, while it took me a little bit longer for me, it was totally worth it. Cause I wanted the MFA, which is, you know, for directing, it's a terminal degree, which, you know, was totally worth it for me. So I stayed, I was able to become, you know, uh, one of the very first uh, candidates in the very first cohort of the MFA program at Texas State, which is really, really great for me because I was excited for that, you know. Um, so then, you know, I get my degree 2013 and then I'm here, at, you know, San Antonio and I'm like, okay, now what? I have my degree. Now what? <laughs> you know, of course, what full-time job am I going to get? Um, San Antonio College is not hiring except adjuncts. Nobody's time except adjuncts and part-time adjunct work doesn't pay the bills and so you know I was working adjunct for about a year um and I loved it right it's San Antonio College for me again was like home I loved it um and I also worked with Northwest Vista for a little bit as well as uh as an adjunct but like I said doesn't pay the bills then a school um, basis charter schools. Um, it's a charter school. They put out like a thing saying that they were hiring. Um, and so I, I applied, my husband actually found it. He's like, Hey, babe, there's a full-time job position. Um, you know, you know, hiring it's, it's K, uh, K through eighth. And I was like, Oh, kinder. I don't know. I was like, well, no, you would start like fifth grade through like, uh, eighth. And then you grow with the kids, like as they, they continue to go up in their, their, their schooling, you continue to grow with them. It's like, oh, well, maybe I could. We'll see. I don't know. Middle school. Oh, I don't know. You know, I was like, oh, we'll see. Right. Um, I wasn't, I was like, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure about it, but I was like, I'll try it. So I went ahead and applied and I got the job. And because with the charter school, they were like, they wanted someone that had their master's degree. That was like their whole thing was like anybody that had um, their masters and was like a working professional in the field was like who they wanted to hire as their teachers teaching their students. So, um, I started, I 
basically um, started that program and built the theater program with bases, um, with the first bases here in San Antonio, um, at least the San Antonio North one. So I started that program and I was really excited uh, to do that. And that very first, uh, you know, class of students was like, like no other. I couldn't have asked for a better class of students. They are still my, I still call them my drama babies to this day. They still keep up with me. They have since graduated. Um, you know, I have one that went to a school in New York, another one that's in, um, in Oklahoma. Like I have students all over the place right now. They're they're. I mean, you know, that, that school is like a STEM school. So they're like really, they're smarter than I am. <laughs> they're like geniuses. They're amazing. Um, but, you know, through through it, they were hungry for like the arts um, and for theater. And they were just soaking up. They're like sponges. They were just soaking up everything that I had to give them. And they were amazing. It was just like, you know, everything that I said, they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and more and more. And so it was just really like um, one of those once in a lifetime type opportunities that I had with with those students. And so the first year we didn't have a lot because we. I didn't have a stage. It was like a more like a cafetorium type situation, right? So the first year we didn't have a lot, but you know we did what we could with what we had. So um, the the parents were really great at being supportive, and so whatever we could do, we did. We did like a you know a version of the Grinch that we put together and wrote, and you know we like did like Christmas trees and put like a uh, you know gift boxes together on stage. And I had a friend of mine help me with some rented lights. And we put speakers and whatever we could do, right? The next year, we got a little bit more inventive. We actually had um, the admin helped with, you know, getting together a little bit more of a stage and some curtains. And every year it got a little better. And then we actually started entering some contests. Like we started with um, the Texas Charter School League, right? Um, And so the second and third year, we actually, you know, took home like the championship with that league. And then... Um, the third, the third year, I want to say we started getting more into UIL because we're like, okay, let's start. Cause like I said, I wasn't really into UIL in high school. So I was like, I don't know about that kind of stuff. But then they're like, well, why don't you guys try UIL with, um, with basis? And I was like, sure, why not? So I started dabbling a little bit. And so we did, we entered, we were like 3A at that point. I didn't know much about it. I was like, you know, like a fish out of water almost. But we did. And that year, um, I think we advanced to like a region or something like that. And it was like a big deal. And that's when I met Jackie Kanya. And Queen, you know, I love her. She loved, you know, we we like immediately fell in love because I'm super competitive. She's super competitive. But we were like, you know, it was like a friendly competition. And we we were like, almost like soulmates because we were just like, we totally understood each other. We got each other and we spoke each other's language. Um, so, um, it was just really great to, to meet someone that, that understood me and spoke my language. Um, so yeah, then the next year, um, uh, we competed again and again, we advanced. And then I think that year we didn't, we only, we advanced again, but not as far as we did, uh, the year before. And then um, we switched admin. <laughs> and so I'm on my like fifth year with basis. Uh, and I am now at the point where um, 
with this new admin, it's kind of, it's getting a little bit more difficult because even though my students are doing wonderfully, my program is growing and we are like, just like on this trajectory that's going up and up and up. And now that the admin has shifted, we've got this new admin that has been promising to help us and to get us more resources. There's a lot of promises that aren't being kept. Um, but we see that the sports teams are getting a lot of resources and support and funding, but they're not doing things that we're doing. Right. Um, but we are, we're doing a lot. We're just not getting a lot of the support that they are getting. So it's starting, my students are seeing this and it's, it's not right. And in fact, what happened is our, uh, space, even our classroom and our stage gets cut in half to be used as now a second classroom. And I walked in after a summer and saw this happen. <laughs> and I said, no, I said, I'm done. Uh, and in that moment, um, the uh, theater coordinator or supervisor from NISD had reached out to me and basically said, hey, there's an opening. And uh, would you like to come over here? And, you know, I still wasn't certified, but I could get um, emergency or what's it called? Like alt certification. Right. And I still had time. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I think it's time because I had been dabbling with the idea and it was a huge raise for me and a step that I needed to take, you know, because I was like, I was, I was contemplating it. And I think that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and even though I love those students, because, you know, I did, you know, you know how it is like, like we always, it's always the students that hold us back from doing these things, from moving. Um, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't not do it anymore. I, you know, I, I don't know if that's the right words, like I, that I couldn't not do it anymore. I just, it was just enough. I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't stay anymore. Um, it was a move that I needed to make, I guess, for my own sanity. Um, and those students were about to graduate and I, and they know, they know how much I had tried and tried and tried. Um, and they understood because when I came and talked to them, I said, Hey guys, you know, it's time. And they were like, they were like crying. I was crying. And it was just, they were like, we understand. They totally understood. Um, they were more adult than I was about it. They hugged me and they cried, but they were like, we love you, Miss G, Miss Garza. We love you. We love you. We love you. But we totally understand you got to do what's right for you. And they, like I said, they still keep in contact with me today, um, you know, and all that. And, you know, um, I have my own theater company and, and a lot of them had, had come and done things with my theater company when they were still in town because that's how much, you know, they were a part of, um, you know, my family and my life because, you know, that's how much respect we have for each other. Um, they just, they knew, they knew it was time. So, uh, yeah, I moved to NISD and went to Taft High School. And it was, uh, like I said, one of the best steps I made, not, you know, the students, I would have stayed with those students forever. But as far as um, working with the team that I went to, oh my God, they were amazing. Uh, Amanda Pyle and Esther Burton, they are, you know, two of the best. If I uh, had a team that I could handpick to work with, that's it right there. Uh, they are amazing. That's that's like the dream team right there. And we were, we were the dream team. 
Um, and then the principal and the admin that I, that I worked with at Taft high school, the best, uh, Marty Fernandez. She is amazing. If you could ever talk to her, you got to talk to her. She is just, Ooh, I mean, talk about amazing bosses. She's, if I could, if I could have stayed there, I would. The only reason I left Taft was because, you know, SAC had the opening that they did just this year. And I went there because that's always been my dream job to be full time at, at SAC. Um, that's the only reason I, I left Taft. I would have never left Taft because I absolutely loved it there. And uh, yeah, um, like I said, working with Amanda Pyle and Esther Burton, um, they're, they're my sisters, you know. Um, I shared an office with Kyle for three years, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's no secret uh, she's she's one of my best friends, uh, and uh, she uh, she bra- she braids my hair. So yeah, <laughs> I will never stop thanking her for that because nobody braids it like she does. But yeah, uh, so yeah, you know, um, being there was amazing. They took me in like family. Uh, David Nanny, who was the theater. Uh, supervising coordinator for NISD really made sure that the NISD theater um, was like a family, like all the directors there. Um, when I went into that, um, I guess, you know, um, environment, it really was like a family. And I was surprised because previous, you know, what I came from previously, I, you know, I hadn't experienced that before. So that was really, really great to experience and see and feel. And, um, and then being with, like I said, with, with Amanda and Esther, um, that was really cool. Um, so for the past three years when I worked with them, that was really cool. And then, you know, of course COVID hit and I mean, I don't have to relive that whole thing. (laughs) COVID, uh, was not fun for anybody. Um, but going through it with them, what made sure as hell made it a lot easier, um, having them to by my side through it really made it easier. Um, you know, um, so yeah, during COVID in 2020, um, I lost my brother. And so they having them, you know, helped cause they helped me through it. So, um, you know, coming back from it, yeah. um, we did, you know, we had um, the great experience of doing a Curious Incident, and we did win a state championship. Um, but that year was really weird because we had some really high highs and then really low lows, you know. Um, so it was just really, it was weird. It was a weird, weird year. Um, so, Yeah. And then right after that, um, this, this, uh, position opened up at San Antonio college. Right. Um, and I, you know, I had found out that, that Charles was, was retiring, you know, one of my mentors. Um, and, uh, so I applied and I didn't find out until like a couple of weeks before the new year was starting at Taft. And, um, when I find, when I find out, I'm just like, okay, um, this is a really hard decision because Taft is a place that I really do love to work. Like I said, if it wasn't for 
this being the opportunity of a lifetime in my dream job, I would never leave TAF. And I really did. Like when I called Amanda, I was just like, Pyle, I love this opportunity that I have, but I also don't want to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, um, can I take y'all with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? And she was like, uh, I wish. <laughs> yeah. And But she was great about it because she was like, she was like, uh, um, you know, I'm super happy for you. She's like, I hate it for us, but I'm super happy for you. And I would never, I would never, you know, um, hold you back from right. something like that. And she said, I knew, she's like, I knew Laura, we would only get you for a couple of years because you're amazing. She's like, I knew we would only have you for a short time. And so you're amazing and you deserve this. You deserve the world and we love you and we want you to have the best. And so, of course. So this is where I had to interrupt her, unfortunately, which I felt horrible about. Uh, but while I've got you here, let's just do the tip, the tech tip of the week. Um, this tech tip is about UIL One Act Play, and I hope people are listening. Uh, if you have the use of overhead, or in some case backlight, that's LED, and you're not using it, or if you have a psych with really sweet LED psych lights, like a nice clean psych, can you use it, please, please, just for me, just for wee little old me and Laura Garza, use it for her too. But the 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 shows, and this is not just from this year, so don't think that I'm just calling out people that competed at a contest that I just contest managed. Um, this is something that, that I've witnessed for the past almost two decades. Not that LEDs have been around, but Backlight has. And um, if you have the option to add color to your show, add color to your show, uh, please. It's, it is dreadful to watch something that is just straight on, uh, light. And when you have the ability, do it. And even if it's not the right color for the right time, it just adds so much depth to your, to your shows, to what your actors look like, to your scenery. And that's my tech tip. Just the tip for the week, please color at it. Do it. Amanda, no, she was great. She was like, yes, you deserve the best. And Marty, Marty was like, absolutely. You know, we don't want to lose you, but we, you know, we are behind you. We support you. And even though, you know, uh, at the time that I was leaving certain, you know, uh, a lot of people were actually, a lot of teachers were leaving teaching and it was, uh, it was, it was getting pretty hard. Like some people were trying to make it hard for teachers to leave. And Marty was supportive. Marty was like, no, we're not going to make it hard for you. And she did everything in her power to not make it hard for me. And because of her support, um, it, it made it very easy for me. And so my praise goes to her and to Pyle, Amanda Pyle for, for making it very easy for me. Um, and for having my back and for supporting me. Um, so yeah, yeah, because it was so close to like, you know, the time, um, because, you know, things go slow sometimes with when you have big districts at like Alamo College and stuff like that, the paperwork can get lost and all kinds of things. So it was very, but yeah, so now I'm there and it's very different. Um, while I love being, you know, back at my home, as you say, it, it, it you know, because like I said, I was there for a long time. I worked there. I was a student there. Um, all of that. It's just it's different. Right. And then I'm by myself because I'm the only, I'm the only director. I'm the only full-time faculty. I'm the theater coordinator. 
um, Mike Doggett left, uh, Charles Falcon left. They were two of them there as full-time directors. They both retired at the same time. And then I replaced them both as the only one. And um, I don't know when I'm going to hire another full-timer. And yeah, so I'm like, great. Um, can I get someone else, please? I, I was used to being a part of a team and now I'm by myself. And so I'm like, um, I feel kind of lonely right now. But it's okay. I'm I'm like trying to like build the the department back up and and get enrollment up again. Um, it's it's going, you know, it's going fully but surely it's going. I can see like the sparks going. The students are getting excited. Um, and yeah, we're getting there. It's just it's a slow process, and I'm learning new systems. You know, we've got a new chair too, but it's a process. You know, it's a process. <laughs> Um, but it's different yep. because I miss, I miss my, fr- I miss my friends. I miss sharing an office <laughs> with my friends. And so sometimes I look over and I'm in my, I'm in my office by myself and I'm like, Hey, oh yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to. <laughs> like, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's you could, I mean, theater people talk to themselves all the time, but all right. Well, uh, I first have to very much thank you for being vulnerable and just kind of, you know, allowing yourself to tell your story the way your story should be told, you know, I, um, uh, that doesn't happen all the time and I appreciate when it does. So, uh, um, I'm very sorry to hear about your, your brother. Uh, there, you know, there was, um, there was a a gentleman named Richard Solis who was also in San Antonio, uh, who lost his life, uh, to COVID, um, who, who I was, I, I was close with at a point in my life, but at the time of his passing, I was not, but it, it brought a lot of uh, the people that were surrounded by, or, or, or that he, uh, uh, that surrounded him at the time that we were all close back together. And, um, you know, uh, those are the, those positive, if there can be positive or silver lining elements to the living uh, that come out of such, you know, sort of negative times. Uh, the other thing on a, on, to flip that, as far as small world, because uh, I saw you nodding your head when I said Richard's name, so I'm assuming you know the name. But uh, but Claudia Vasquez, who is now, or I, this white Jewish man is not saying her name the way that it's supposed to be said, but <laughs> but who is at uh, uh, public theater? Um, uh, it, she she and I went to school together, so I'm su- I'm assuming you know who she is as well. But uh, yeah, artistic yeah. director, yeah. So uh, just yes, a small yeah small world, you know. Uh, crazy thing. So, okay, on to the either goofy questions or the serious questions. I don't know. We'll we'll start with we'll start with a a, a very specific one. Uh, can you still twirl? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. Yes, I can. <laughs> I the, I don't know how well, but yes, I can. <laughs> the, I my, my when I taught at Dulles High School, the band director was also in the color guard back when he was in in school and. Uh, it was one of those things like riding a bike, it seemed like, that was yeah. he as good as he was when he was 16 years old? I don't know. But did he still have the sort of muscle memory? Yeah. Once you learn, you know, you you can't you, you can't unlearn that because they drill it into you so much. Yeah. It's like as soon as you get that pull in your hand, you just start going. It's just like, yeah. 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 Um, so what did you, you mentioned the time that you had in, in high school, the sort of negative period. Um, uh, what did you, yeah. what positive did you take out of that, that you kind of have turned into your, your career now that you kind of use in, in your daily life? 
Well, I did mention that I do have my own theater company now, Teatrada San Antonio. Um, and that's basically what I do now is that I make sure that we are inclusive. We, uh, we serve, uh, you know, the main thing that we do is that we make sure that we uh, give a voice and a platform to the most underserved communities, the ones that don't have a platform, that don't have a voice, um, because we feel that, you know, all stories should be told. Uh, starting with Latinx, BIPOC, uh, LGBTQIA, right? The ones uh, we feel that all uh, shapes, body forms, you know, no matter what you look like should have a voice on stage. Um, and, you know, for me, I just felt like because I look different or because uh, so-and-so looks different that they, you know, they never got a chance. And, and it was really unfortunate. You know, I, I know for me, for myself, um, as you know, when I was eight years old, when I came to San Antonio, um, as the little Latina, right. From Eagle Pass, uh, I, myself, I had to assimilate because I, you know, had brown hair, uh, brown eyes and everybody else was, um, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. And, and I wanted to look like them. I was like, I don't look like her mom. And I wanted my hair to be lighter and I wanted my eyes to be lighter and I wanted to look like them and I wanted to talk like them, you know, because I didn't talk like them. I, I had an accent and, you know, I didn't understand. And, and my, even my teachers would be like, that's not how you speak, you know, stop speaking Spanish and that kind of thing. And so it was really hard for me. Um, and so I, I, I hate, I, I hate is a very strong word, but I almost hated myself. I hated those, those parts of myself. And so now as an older woman, I'm starting to like rediscover those parts of myself and, and, and love those parts of myself and learn to love those parts of myself. And I want to make sure that other little Latina girls or brown girls or brown boys are starting uh, understand those parts of themselves and, and really embrace what's different about them and use the uniqueness of themselves to their advantage and, and embrace it. Right. And say, no, this part that's different about me is beautiful and is uniquely me, right? And so I want to showcase that on stage. And so that's what I, that's what I take into my theater company. That's what I use uh, even in my classroom, right? It doesn't matter what color, what size, what shape. All those stories need to be told, all of them. Right. And so that's what I try to really use to in in class and in my theater company. So yeah, yeah, good. And and it's a good segue to this uh when you went back to school um after you know having uh, getting married having a child all this all these kind of very very real life situations right uh did you were you just kind of inadvertently a mentor to some of the kids that it would just came out of high school and um you know I know you're there for the same purpose that they are, but you are, there's no denying you're older than them. You've experienced, yeah. you know, more life than they, than they had at that point. Did you just kind of turn into a mentor that, uh, they, they used and, and kind of, uh, looked up to in classes and such? Yeah, I became the mom. I became the <laughs> class mom. I really did. And it's funny, I, you know, not only did I become the mom, I usually was the leader. I was, you know, I naturally became, the, you know, the leader. And then it was funny because I always, I always got, you know, cast as the mom or the grandma too. And that's okay. You know, I, I, but then I understood, you know, I understood why, but you know, it just did, um, in, in an ensemble setting too, 
uh, we would get on stage and be like, okay, let's, let's get into warmups. And I knew what my role was. It was like, let's go. I need to lead by example. I need to let them know we're going to do this. And then the students would come. I would have the younger girls, like they'd come in crying or the boyfriend broke up with me and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come here, let's go. Let's talk. Girl, you don't need that. Let's talk, you know, and right away, you know, I would just like bring them under my wing, be like, let's, let's come here and talk in the corner, you know, because I understood what they were going through at that point. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, um, you also mentioned that you liked one of the things about directing, uh, that you liked the reaction that, that, that you were able to kind of manipulate a scene or a show or whatever to get a reaction from a crowd you kind of you may have in it you, you may have not meant to do this but you kind of sounded like you leaned towards a comedy because that's kind of a mm-hmm. a comedic uh you know a lot of a lot of stand-up comedians say you know I, I feed off of the reaction of the crowd and being able to kind of get them to react to what i want them to react to do you lean more towards comedy or you just did was that just kind of a, a you you mentioned it and it's more about getting them to react no matter if it's a, a, a whatever the emotion might be. Um, I don't, I don't think, I, I mean, I think I just said that inadvertently uh, because I, I like both. I, I like both. Um, I mean, I love me a comedy, but I do love me a good drama too. Like I love them both. I love them both. Hard hitting dramas, okay. you know? Um, because honestly, like, uh, when I first started directing, I started directing stuff like Neil Labute, oh. right? Like, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Light, know lighthearted dark. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real lighthearted, real lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, I like them. I, I like people to laugh. I did now, especially real lately. I've been leaning towards comedy because I I just need to laugh. But I told my husband, and this that's funny because you you know here I am talking to you and here I'm crying and all this stuff, <laughs> being real vulnerable. And he told me just the other day, he's like, "You've been crying a lot." I said, "You know what? I think I need to do a show where it's just like real, real sad. I just need to get it out of my system." Yeah. I went to go see Fences last night. It was amazing. And I was bawling, like ugly crying. I really just need to do a show where I just can just let it all out. Yeah. I, I need some serious catharsis. Like, serious. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. now, we, now we know where the, the season is going for San Antonio College. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we do. I think we do. Next next season, that's what it is. It's all going to be like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, okay, to, to lighten the mood. And then I'm going to go back into uh, educational and theater stuff. So I see over your shoulder that you have a oh a landline um oh god is that, do, do you or do you <laughs> are you on, are you holding on to sort of the mm-hmm. the the landline world or is that just a, a prop or what <laughs> oh gosh okay so oh gosh um so am i talking to you on dial up right now what's going on (laughs) anyway go (laughs) no but uh that landline is here because my mother-in-law lives with us Uh, um so we're natural caretakers in our house my mother-in-law lives with us and she has dementia and so her sisters still call her and stuff like that so we have to have a long okay she doesn't know how to use a cell phone I got you. Okay, that makes sense. That's good. I I mean, yeah. my mother in law is here right now, so I I understand the mother in law thing. But so there you go. Yeah. There you okay. Go. Okay. We we did just recently. We got rid of our landline. So I you know 
I'm I'm pulling your, you know, I'm ribbing you a little bit, but uh, yeah. yeah. But Otherwise, is, we wouldn't have one because yeah. it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, we hate it. We hate it. Yeah, companies are like, please, can you stop paying us for this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I, get I know. It. All right. Good. I got that out of my system. Uh, so what is? Uh, so I work at a private school now, and actually, as we record this today, was our kind of course selection for uh, the sophomores. I look over the the advisory that I look over, and one of the things they had to kind of reiterate to these kids is when you choose an AP class, this is not a course that we control. It's the college board because mm-hmm. these kids all are at private school that are used to the teachers almost on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, kind of creating the curriculum just as the kids need it, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason I say all that is because you started in charter school. Um, so what is one of the, and that could be the difference. I could have just answered your question for you, but uh, what is the, like one of the larger differences for you when you went from charter to public school that uh, you either had more control over, less control over, whatever it might be? Oh my gosh. Um, like as far as. So I, I know you had a stage. Or... Well, I mean, just something that was just something that was new to you not necessarily the students not a demographic thing not a not a reaction thing you you mentioned how those students at the charter school were very spongy you know were very they they wanted information but i mean when it comes to sort of i guess more of the 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 administrative side of things when it comes to how was the curriculum taught were hmm. you were you you know was somebody looking over your shoulder always making okay. sure you're doing something okay. you know that kind of thing Okay. Um, well, I mean, for both, I mean, we really, you know, in, so for example, um, you do have the, a very strict, uh, more of a strict adherence to the teaks with, um, public school, right. There's a, a very, um, like strict adherence, like you make sure you're following the teaks and there's all of this, uh, the, the guidelines, right. With charter school, they're not too, um, they're not too concerned with it. Right. They're, they're not, they're not too concerned with the teaks. It's more about, you know, uh, uh, hitting benchmarks. Yes. Like what is, what is the information they're learning, but they want to see more like, show me what you're learning, right? Let, let's see, let's, let's see the outcome at the, you know, at certain, uh, certain times of the year, like, okay, at this, at this unit. Okay. So like in March, let me see if you tell me in March, you're supposed to have this outcome. Let me see proof of that. But it's not about these check marks, of uh, teaks that you, that were, you know, checking off, which I found to be, <laughs> kind of yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i mean we all know we all know um i think that sometimes we can we can say we're checking off those things but really who's 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 measuring that and keeping up with that um when actually if you're seeing it and your principal who is supposed to be keeping up with that or you know your coordinator is looking at it and actually keeping up with that and seeing it well then that's a different story um visually (laughs) There's a different story, but when it's just a paperwork check mark, anybody can do a check mark. Right. I don't think, you know, um, I honestly think um, just trying to keep up with with like another set of paperwork and check marks is is just 
someone trying to yeah. to say that they're doing something that when it's not really. Yeah. The, <laughs> so. the, the, uh, I don't know if this is a paradox. I think I'm just using that word cause I want to sound smart, but the, the, the thing about teaks, <clears throat> you know, with, there's no teaks for football, baseball, basketball, athletics. Right. Yeah. And, but we get compared to that all the time, but our teaks, the result of our teaks is a show, which is what is compared to a game or something like that. So our classroom work results with, or the end result is this seven thirty, seven o'clock, you know, curtain. Right. And, uh, right. so it's a, you know, it's, if you, if you have an administrator who is <clears throat> well-versed in the performing arts, then maybe you're like, oh, right. <laughs> they're going right. to know. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. And our administrator wasn't really about like even worried about teaks. It was more about, okay, what are the main concepts that, that your classes right. are studying this year? Break it down for me in units, right? right? Each year, what are the different units you're going to be learning? Okay, I'm going to come in this many times this year and I want to see proof of each concept. Right. That, and that to me was more, you know, like it was more attainable. Right. Um, it was more realistic than trying to like break down all these little things and teach because like you said, I mean, they, an administrator that doesn't really know all of those little, you know, definitions, they, cause they don't know, like they don't, they don't, if they're, they're not really well-versed in, you know, the fine arts or theater or visual arts or drama or uh, dance, you know, all of those, they don't know. Right. So it's, it's uh it's a waste of time for them. Yeah. Yep. And then for us, because then there we are just doing a bunch of paperwork that it's, we don't need. To. Yeah. It's yeah, it becomes a a, a technicality. Um yeah. so then uh what was your most since you didn't really grow up in the UIL world and mm -hmm. I've said it a hundred times on this podcast that neither did I, uh what was the most yeah. shocking element like that's not a great word for it but what was the most shocking piece of walking into your first uil experience the most shocking yeah like i mean like uh hmm. like were the rules kind of a, a a shocking thing for you was it that you could only have a cast <laughs> of a certain number was it you know you could only have this many lights you could only you know all that kind of stuff hmm. no um i think for me, it was <laughs> it was navigating the UIL website <laughs> and That's trying true. to find all the information that I needed to find. Yeah, that for me, I mean, honestly, it was. And this was back when before before Paula even got in there. Yeah, Louise. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, it was back then. Because uh, yeah, it was before she got in there. Because I I was like in there and like trying to find. It was my very first time in there, and back when I was with the charter school. And I honestly, oh my gosh, I, um, I missed, I miscalculated and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, uh, this, this second, the next, cause we advanced and I had no idea that it was going to happen like over spring break and half of my cast was going to go off. Like they were going to go out of town and they were like, but Miss Garza, we already planned, like we're going this, we're doing this. I was like, guys, we're advancing. And they're like, but what are we going to do? I can't, my parents, are, I was like, well, great. Well, I guess we are not, what are we going to do? So guess what? We ended up recasting like some of those parts because some of them were leaving, but guess what? We still advanced yeah. at, even with parts recast. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, we're, we're going on. Awesome. So, I mean, you know, we did, we did what we had to do. So, yeah. 
Just, okay. You know, because I, I was like, I was like, what do we do? And they're like, well, you just do what you got to do. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Got to make theater yeah. magic. Um, you do what you got to do. So I've got two more questions for you and I'll get you out sure. of here on a school night. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's college. They, it's college. That's true. All the time. Yeah. We're doing, we're actually hosting. Guess what? I'm hosting a UIL clinic tomorrow. So I got to be there 8 15 uh, in the morning. I got seven school coming tomorrow. Well, who's your, I mean, this won't air before that, obviously, but who's your clinician? Yeah. Uh, it's Charles Falcon okay. and um, Melissa Utley. And then on Saturday, I've got Omar Leos and Michael Avila for okay. another seven schools. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey. That's good. Um, yeah. So are there things as a student when you were at SAC, are there things that you were like, oh, I wish we had this or I wish we had that, that you now either are working on or have made happen as the the boss that you can talk about? Uh, <laughs> hmm. um, yeah. Um, so one thing that I'm doing now is that as a student, um, you know, we always had to do practicum, right? Always. We always had to do practicum. Um, but as an actor, we never got credit <laughs> hours, right? Um, so what I did this, this semester, I said, listen, if you're in a show, you get credit, some credit, not all you're going to get some credit based on what role you're playing. So you still have to do your practicum hours, but based on what role you're playing, you're going to get credit for some hours. So it's just a little incentive, you know, dangle that carrot, you know? Um, so that's one thing I'm doing because I always felt like we need to give them a little bit of break because they're still there every night in rehearsal. And then we still expect them to do practicum hours. That was one thing that I wish that they would give us credit for as an actor. Like, give us a little bit of break, you know, because, yeah. I mean, we're still here and then we still got to do practice. And then, so that was one thing. So I'm doing that to give them a little bit. Um, what else? Um, I'm trying and I'm working on this is I told our chair because we just got a new chair, too. I was like, listen, we need some improvements made on um, the dressing rooms that are in the McCreelis because in our small theater, we do have dressing rooms, but there is no like. Uh, walkway to get from the dressing rooms to the backstage area so you have to like come out into the lobby into the other area and then go to like to get to the stage right so it's like if you need to go to the restroom during this during the show you can't like you have to hold it or you have to like crawl out. it's it's ridiculous like it's bad so i've told him we need to like have some kind of you know remodeling done so i'm working on that yeah you know, other little things like that. I've been like trying to like get things done, but you know, little yeah. by little. I, you know? I man, I that restroom thing resonates with me. When I was at Dulles, we didn't have dressing rooms. Now they have dressing rooms. We didn't have any dressing rooms at all. We didn't have anything. And so, if you yeah. had to go during a show, any any one of our theaters, you were yeah. you were with you could have been standing next to your dad at the urinal, you, you know, in full costume. <laughs> I told the students now they didn't have dress rooms in McCreelis at all. When I was a student, I said, y'all are lucky. We didn't even have dress rooms. We had to go all the way to the other building. So that, y'all are lucky now. Yeah, that's your equivalent <laughs> of walking up uh hill both directions in the snow. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's back right. in my day. Yeah. So right. I want to get you out of here on this. Uh, I've asked this question before um, to uh, to college uh, professors or, and, and, you know, college people, 
Uh, I first asked this to, I think it was Jim Johnson was the first time I ever asked this, which he was like episode six or something like that. Um, what is it that you think uh, high school theater educators could do for their students to get them better prepared to enter a theater program in college? Hmm. And I know while you're thinking about it, Jim's answer was uh, teach them how to be more organized, right? Uh, keep a calendar, that kind of thing. Um, because they, at this point, they've been told when first period is, second period, third period, and then, you know, the director, it's always rehearsal from four to six or whatever it is, you know, uh, yeah. whereas now yeah. it's oh, that's, much more sporadic. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. That's definitely true. I think that's definitely true. The other one is, okay, that's definitely true. I think, um, uh, <laughs> no, this is why I ask um, it. <laughs> teach, teach, teach them that, but also I think teach them how to prioritize their time better. Um, because I think there's a lot of like, you know, oh, I, I did, you know, I forgot. And, um, I just didn't have time. I'm sorry. I'm late. I'm running late. A lot of that. And I, you know, I just didn't have time to do this. Oh, can I turn it in later? And a lot of that, a yeah. lot of that. And I know it's like, cause we're doing TikTok or we're watching Insta, you know, all that stuff. Priorit prioritize time a little bit better. Oh, learn how to write a paper okay. <laughs> because there's a lot of that. Um, and I see a lot of, of just bad writing. Yeah. And so it's those two things. Prioritize your time better and learn how to write a paper. Okay. And <laughs> because those are the most important. Uh, and actually, I lied to you. I'm going to get you out of here on this. Uh, you mentioned you have a theater company. First of yeah. all, I'm going to, I want you to send me information uh, so I can put it in the description, right? Uh, but what is, what is the mission statement? What is it that you want your theater company uh, 20, 30, 40 years from now to be known for and uh, remembered for? Um, with us, representation matters all the time from the page to the stage all day, every day, 24 seven. Hi, me again, my podcast, minor wisdom. Anyway, buy a shirt. So this is now where we pick up, um, where we re established a connection a couple days later. And she wanted to mention some things. I did take some liberties in cutting a couple things out from the the beginning of this because it was kind of a rehashing, a repeating of what you've already heard uh, in regards to her appreciation to those uh, directors that kind of paved the way for her at San Antonio College. But then she picks up with discussing why, why education, how she got an education and gives a lot of the credit to one individual that most of you have heard of. So I'm going to pick it up right where I think it makes the most impact, personally speaking. Um, and then, then that'll be it. All right. Thanks. You know, Paula Rodriguez, I was in her intro to theater class and acting one class. Uh, and she just, you know, out of sheer whim says, you know, in her Paula Rodriguez voice says, hey, you should... Uh, you should audition for my show. You know, it was her first show. It was Anton and show business. And I was like, yeah, why not? I took a chance, right? I hadn't done a show since high school, right? Um, and I, 
I just thought, yeah, why not? I, I did love performing. You know, like I told you, I was always a performer ever since four years old. Um, so I decided to take a chance and, you know, I, I did get in to, and that was it. I was hooked ever since there at SAC. I did 14 shows back to back. If I wasn't on stage, like I said, I was backstage doing something. I was always doing something, you know, something in one of the shows, um, with, and I did something with each one of the directors there because it was like learning something from each one of them. Um, and I, and even in that show, she always tells the story. She loves telling the story. She says, I remember that show, um, my two-year-old, my son, my 21-year-old now, but that at that time he was two. I remember you coming to rehearsal and you walking on the stage with a two-year-old on your hip in rehearsal, you know, saying your lines and him like repeating your lines, but like, cause I was yelling at the person on stage with me and I was like saying the lines and he's like, rah, 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 like, you know, in, in his voice, like just, you know, mimicking me. So he's like, I'll, she was like, I'll never forget it. You know, it's just like, uh, Laura with little mini Laura walking behind you, you know, doing your lines with you. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. I rem I do remember that. Um, so yeah, it's just, it was Paula who, you know, asked me to just audition and I did. And then kind of like going through the process there at SAC, watching all of those directors, Paula, uh, Ronnie, uh, Charles Falcon, especially he was a mentor for me, Paula uh, and Jim, Jim Mamarella. Um, those directors all taught me something different in each one of their processes um, because I, I did every one of their shows and I even like assistant directed for them, you know, or stage managed for them. Um, they all taught me something different and I took something from each one of them and still to this day, like in my class and in my teaching, I will use a lot of those um, lessons in my lessons now. So it was really like there that I knew that I wanted to eventually teach, right? And I knew I wanted to teach college specifically, which is why when I was in that class with Margaret Mitchell, like I was so like dead set on, I wanted to get my master's in theater, like something theater related, because I knew I couldn't teach college level uh, theater without it, right? Because you really do need that um, theater degree. Um, so yeah, that's, that's when, uh, when all, that's when it all came to pass. I was like, I need to come back here. I need to be part of this team. I needed to be there. And so it was really that whole experience there at SAC that, that, um, that got me thinking this is where I want to be. And so now all these years later, what, I mean, that was in 2004, um, when I was, you know, there during that time and what we're 2023. So, oh, almost 20 years later, I'm back at SAC teaching. So it's a very full circle moment. Um, and so now I'm there. I'm back home teaching at SAC. And so, yeah, that's how I got into teaching. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Minor wisdom.